Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. Hey everyone, welcome back to Ignite Healthcare Marketing Podcast. My name is Lauren Leone. I'm the SVP of Healthcare Marketing. I have with us again today, Rich Brittick, who is our VP of Strategy and Analytics. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that Rich, I think dates back to, I don't know, five or six years ago when we were working on clients together. And this is the efficiency versus volume discussion Mm -hmm. and the balance between the two and can they coexist? And so what's really interesting is we have conversations with clients all the time and they tend to flip-flop between these two things or want them both, which is I need to reduce my cost per acquisition, but I also need more patients. How do I accomplish that? And I want to really talk about maybe the dangers of going too far down one path or the other. And then we could kind of talk about what a nice balance might look like. So let's talk about only focusing on efficiency first. That tends to be probably the number one thing we get asked when I get a phone call in sales. It's, I want to get a better cost per patient acquisition. So in that case, really what we're doing is we're focused only on efficiency. And I want to talk about some of the dangers of doing that. The first one being that you could sacrifice volume. So talk to me about some scenarios that you've been in recently, since we see this all the time, where maybe there was an overly weighted focus on efficiency and what was lost because of it. The first thing too is set the stage on this is typically what you're tracking in the platform is not what what you're actually tracking as a patient that is acquired for that practice, right? So not only are you optimizing towards efficiency, but you're optimizing towards lead efficiency, most often not patient efficiency. And just because you're driving a cheap lead does not mean that those are those leads are turning into patients. So I'll give you a great example of this where we had a multi-location client that had 250 locations and there was no direction given to us on how we should spend the budget. And there was one of their one of their locations was in a urban, highly dense population area that had a lot of demand, right kind of buyer. And we were driving tons of leads, tons and tons of leads. Leads being phone calls, phone calls, and and form form submissions, potentially Uh, some online booking. Yeah. And to set the stage, sometimes the the challenge or why we're not focusing on the patient is because the visibility into that pipeline and then that kickback of information in real time is a known challenge in healthcare. And and does not exist to us to essentially optimize towards. So we're driving tons of leads and everybody's feeling good about themselves, giving themselves high fives. And then the client's like, I don't understand why you're spending so much money at this location. This doctor only works one day a week. Practice is only open one day a week. And he is booked out for the next four months. Mm. And so essentially what's happening is we're just driving a bunch of phone calls of people that he could not see or driving a bunch of form submissions of people that he could not see. I think obviously that is an extreme example of something that can happen when you have a disconnect of telling your agency, just go chase lead efficiency. 
and don't actually really understand the nuances of the business down to the location level. And then subsequently, obviously, this sparked many conversations and we completely restructured the way that we spent money for them. We were bro- we broke down locations into different tiers based on their production revenue, how many patients they needed digital to contribute to. It's a game changer when you can share that kind of business information mm-hmm. with your agency and help them to understand the actual business objectives that you're trying to meet from a patient acquisition point of view, rather than just, hey, go find me the cheapest lead online, which, yeah. is, which is often completely different yeah. in terms of that objective. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the cheapest lead, the, the highest or the, the most efficient front-end CPA that you could have on your report and feel really good about yourself translates into lower quality. It may be on the terms sure. that they're head terms, there's a ton of volume, but the intent is really low. We also oftentimes get, and I think maybe this is something else you could kind of walk us through. If efficiency is my number one, and there are no considerations around volume, right? That's not discussed. You don't, you know, share with your, your media manager, what you actually need in terms of production in order to keep your doors open and and be healthy you may end up whittling it down to just a small subspend of spend campaigns, keywords, whatever it may be that can accomplish that. So it's going to look really good, but you're then going to be saying, why am I sitting with open capacity for my five days a week? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you can, you can end up, end up really sort of choking down the spend on a lot of campaigns by trying to be overly efficient or setting a, unattainable efficiency goal that you're trying to hit across all campaigns rather than just having a blended cost per acquisition goal. I think you also need to think, and and, and probably a lot of healthcare professionals do, but you need to have your agencies think this way, is chasing patients in certain markets is going to be more expensive. Mm -hmm. And so you need to dedicate more marketing budget in those more competitive markets to get those patients to meet those production goals and to meet your daily capacity numbers and you can't expect to have the same efficiencies across all locations because the efficiencies are wildly different. And so I think that's all got to be taken into the equation, if it can be. Mm-hmm. You know, certain locations I know, we work with clients that have set budgets because it might be some kind of multi-brand franchise situation where almost like franchise situation whereby the doctor is contributing to mm-hmm. the budget and what we can only spend what the, the the doctor or the hospital is willing to, to contribute. But I think for most of the situations where you have an MSO or a DSO, having the flexibility to have different efficiency goals by market based on not just how expensive it is to acquire that patient, but also the, the flip side, right? Like some patients are worth more. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in, you know, maybe a patient in Miami is worth twice what a patient in, a, in Atlanta is worth for, for whatever reason, whatever dynamic you have in that business, so that should also be taken into the cost per acquisition uh-huh. e- equation because, yeah, you're going to pay more, but they're worth twice as much. So it's it's fine. The numbers still make sense. Yeah. I mean, that that drive to efficiency when, you know, when I joked that we've been dealing with this for the past six years, kind of one of the first instances we came across this dynamic of efficiency versus volume was in a business where the efficiency was paramount, at least in the, in the early stages of the relationship. And so you may have a very simple entry point service, like a teeth cleaning, 
Mm-hmm. And then you also have a number of service lines like orthodontics, surgeries, where that patient is worth significantly more. But that front end CPA being all that matters means you end up turning off all those other campaigns where it's going to cost you three times to acquire the patient, but your value is 10x. Yeah. So it's really important, I think, too, when you talk about focusing on efficiency, if that is the way you're going to go, that there are still nuances into how, what that efficiency means for different areas of your business. Yeah. And I I think the other thing too, is look at efficiency in totality. So have a holistic view of efficiency. There are some channels out there that are not efficient, but they drive upper funnel engagement, which then translates to downstream conversions. Things like paid social might not be as efficient as paid search. And obviously SEO is likely to be by far and away your most efficient mm-hmm. channel. But you can offset the cost of social to drive more awareness at the top of the funnel, more engagement in the middle of the funnel that will eventually lead to increasing patient volume by how efficient SEO is, how efficient paid search is. Once you start looking at channel level efficiencies, that's where I think you can start getting to that situation that you were talking about, which is like, I'm looking at this in isolation. It's not very efficient. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to pull back. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend, I'm not going to invest in it anymore. Whereas generally the better approach is to say, what is my holistic CPA? And is that looking good? Yes. Okay. I can afford to have a pretty high cost per acquisition on social because I'm so efficient in other places. And I know it's the first touch point for a lot of the patient journey. Yep. So let's think about the flip side of this dynamic now. And we get asked this a lot too. I need a hundred patients a day, right? And there really are no parameters around efficiency. And I think that direction in isolation can also be quite dangerous when you start to think about a company making the money that it needs to keep its doors open, pay its employees and its providers, you know, maintain its facilities. Give us some examples where maybe that's the heavier weighted element of the equation and maybe things have gone wrong. The biggest danger when you push for volume, if you're starting from a position where maybe you are quite efficient and then the directive changes or the directive changes for a subset of locations, not across the whole system. The the biggest danger is you push so hard for volume that you can get into a situation whereby you may be spending three times as much, but you're driving the same number of leads. Mm The same way past diminishing return. Yeah, you're way past diminishing return. And actually, the net incremental volume that you're capturing is so minimal for the investment that you're making mm-hmm. that you, you should have really just not done it at all. So I think the biggest thing to be mindful of, again, is understanding what a patient is worth, understanding if they're willing to be at a negative ROI, but for how long? right? Is this a temporary thing? Again, understanding all the business parameters that you're working within, having that shared understanding with the client, making sure that you're forecasting appropriately, right? So we have tools like Performance Planner where we can input like a 3x increase in budget to try and drive more patients and what that's going to look like from a CPA point of view. Give that forecast to the client to sign off on beforehand. This is obviously, I'm giving you a very agency-centric view of the world. But even if you were working on this internally and you had to go to your C-suite, having those numbers is important. And then you have a shared expectation of what's going to happen when you spend that money. And then you use that forecast. If that's accepted by everybody as being you know, valid and a good go-ahead plan, use that forecast to actually then see what is happening in actuality to make sure that you are meeting or close to meeting that forecast and the things that you think were going to happen 
are happening, mm. right? So I think that's how you guard against basically just being given a bunch of money and throw, trying to throw it at the problem and then finding out, whoops, I actually didn't yield anything else. I think the other thing too is you have to understand the limitations of the, of the channels that you're working mm-hmm. within. If you're doing SEO and PPC and you're already you're not losing any impression share to budget, and someone says, "Here's an extra two hundred thousand dollars. Go get me an extra hundred patients," it might not be possible. Yeah. And you need to be able to say, on this channel mix, that's not going to happen. All we're going to do is spend more, drive up our CPCs. SEO might get a little bit more traffic, but not a whole lot more. It's going to take ages. And so we need to be on performance max, or we need to be on display, or we need to be on mm-hmm. paid social. You know, we need to do this connected TV thing. And even then, if you're having to go further up the funnel, they should be aware that there might be a lag. So if I have to go into disruptive marketing efforts, then maybe it takes three months before you actually start to see the yield from, from that. Again, I think expectation setting when you're really just chasing volume, especially if it's incremental volume, you just got to be really clear about the strategy and how long it's going to take. Yeah. In that explanation, I think you gave some really good nuggets of what the mix looks like, but is the best case scenario one in which there's a mutual understanding of maybe the high end of what a company could tolerate on a blended cost per acquisition, and then the ability to push for volume within that ceiling? Is that like the best case scenario? Or what could a marketer at a healthcare organization say to their in-house team, their marketing team that would really fire them up to do the best of both worlds? I think the best case scenario is to understand the patient acquisition objectives by each major segment of the business, right? So if that's a service line, if that's a location, if it's a market, whatever that segmentation might be, if it's a tier where you have like high production locations in tier one, medium Mm -hmm. in tier two, low in tier three, whatever that segmentation is, understanding the goals of each segment and then setting the appropriate acquisition costs and volume for each segment and the budget required to achieve those things, that is the the best case that we have seen, right? So it's like, I know in South Florida, I need to get, you know, a thousand patients. I know that a patient is going to cost pretty reasonably $20. So therefore I know I need, you know, $20,000 budget every month to go chase that, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm not spending 18,000 of that $20,000 in another market somewhere because it's got a $10 CPA and it's more efficient. I know that I have to reserve this budget for achieving this objective in that market, South Florida. So that's what I'm going to do. But you have to have that communication between mm-hmm. the people pulling the levers in the platform and the people looking at the patient numbers coming in for those different sections of the business. Yep. And it's really hard to start down a path without that information and then have to adjust later. We're we're in the business now in the digital space of training an algorithm and to start to work with an algorithm and a team towards one direction and then having to pivot, it's not an overnight thing. To go from I'm super focused on efficiency to all of a sudden I need volume and vice versa really is going to then require that relearning phase, both of the team and how they're thinking about it. But the algorithm itself naturally has to pick up on those additional signals, pivot to what we're now telling it to care about and start marching down that path. So I think that's, it's really important if you're entering a conversation or thinking about a new campaign, thinking about making a major change to put these things in place now before you get started. Yeah. 
And the chances are that your campaign structure won't be right either. Mm -hmm. If you don't know the, the, what the different segmentation should be for the business, the chances are the way that you've set up your account is completely wrong. And then, you know, once you understand that down the road, you then have to completely restructure your account. Everything's going back into the learning phase. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a massive dip in performance. So yeah, you're totally right. Get the information up front as you start to embark on this this patient acquisition program, try not to do it further down the road because yeah. you're just reinventing the wheel. Yeah, I think it's nice to think about getting to market quickly, but sometimes that is really just delaying the inevitable and you'll be further behind you yeah. know, when you actually get the right pieces. So, all right, awesome. Thanks, Rich, for joining us. This has been another awesome episode of Ignite Healthcare Marketing Podcast. Like, share, subscribe wherever you're listening and we hope to see you all next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.